Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com code SUPER24. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Good Question Friday's episode where we answer questions from y'all. If you want to get involved, goodcompanydiscord.com. It's a forum, it's a group, it's our community only. You get exclusives on clothing, some discounts, early looks, and a like-minded community, and chance to answer your questions. So today, the question is from Dom. It says, what's a habit slash lift that was necessary for a certain diet program that has just lingered and became your preference? Example, I started drinking black coffee while I fasted, and now I just drink black coffee even though I'm not doing intermittent fasting anymore. Okay. Uh, coffee's a good one for me, I would say, because I started really focusing more on diet. So when I when I started researching everything in 2008, 2009 about bodybuilding, powerlifting, there was like keto, I think. There was mm. kind of a keto lingering, but it was very quiet. It was a very small community. And then there was just old school eat tilapia, eat rice. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all the info you had. Or like the Mediterranean diet and like Suzanne Summers, like the more mainstream, which actually in hindsight was probably the better option. Probably so, yeah. yeah. More balanced uh, general stuff. But it was super, it, it felt too commercial to be good. Mm -hmm. Like Suzanne Summers made billions off that probably, but like her info is actually not terrible. Like she promoted kind of a Mediterranean diet, you know? Mm -hmm. and so generally speaking, decent. Um, but... You know, I'm deep in the dark meathead stuff. So I'd say um, I started drinking black coffee. I don't even think I drank caffeine or coffee, but I started drinking that part of the keto life. Oh, yeah? So you'd wake up, you'd do some bacon and eggs, a black coffee with the butter or the cream. So I did black coffee with some cream, and then I just did black coffee once I understood how calories worked in like 2010, 2011. Um, and to this day, I do like a cappuccino. I talk about it now. Like I'll do a cappuccino if it's uh, for like pleasure. But if on the regular day, it's just black coffee. Like this morning, I, I bought uh, a giant uh, take home like cold brew deal. Mm. And I just pour that in a cup and drink it as my brain fuel at 7, 8 a.m. And it's just black. So I'd say that's one of them. Intermittent fasting-ish, I would say. But that was also my whole life because, like, uh, I've had anxiety my whole life and I didn't realize it as a kid what was going on. But I would have the craziest stomach aches from, like, 6 a.m. to, like, noon. Um, and it was all anxiety-driven. Like, I was late for school a lot. Mm. Like, I didn't know if I had, like, ulcers. My parents took me to the doctors. I felt like I had to shit, but I didn't have to shit. And I would just have the worst pain. Um, it's very likely that's just like where my anxiety was sitting. It was so extreme. I'd almost have, like, mini panic attacks every morning. So I just didn't eat breakfast. Um, and so that's kind of tied into, then I found intermittent fasting and then now that's just like the norm. Like it's 1130 and I've had a protein bar. I'll probably have one more protein bar just cause I'm training. But if I wasn't training, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't eat. I'd just have black coffee until like three. So those two are two of them. I'm trying to think of others. Um, 
I will say that uh, the dropping breakfast is probably the easiest one. Yeah. Um, when I'm concentrating on it, it's pr- it's pretty easy for me to not yeah. not eat breakfast. Um, I mean, I, I I wrote a book here on fifty percent facts once. It was one page long. It's a New York bestseller, and it's called the Three Meal Diet. Right. If everyone in America just had three straight up square meals. We like standardize the plate size. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses the same plate. And mm-hmm. you can pretty much fill it with anything you want. But you can only have three of those a day. Right. We will be a skinnier nation. So the other episode we were talking about a little bit about, and you guys will have to just search around and figure out what we're talking about here. It's the episode about influencers um, and, and mainstream. That's like Sean Casey's main thing yeah. is, is don't eat little meals. Yep. Eat substantial meals three times a day and you'll probably lose weight because you're just getting fewer calories. Yeah, we don't it's drink the, our calories, three square meals. And then once you start to, you know, plateau, we'll do half our plates of protein. Yeah. And then half our plates, of, you know, once you want to get, and, and this will get, get you IFBB ready because you just start to scale it. Then half your plate, and where I'm at now, half my plate is protein and then half my plate is literally vegetables. Yeah. You get jacked. And then, yeah, then you take away breakfast. Now we have two square meals and now you're on stage. Exactly. It literally works that way. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. The, 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 there's even, I think there's a YouTube video, uh, a YouTube short of, of you describing this diet. Yeah, it, I, there should be because yeah. it's just so it's just so true, though. The whole world would be better. Like, snacking is very American. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. And so, and then our snacks are obviously the most calorie dense, the most palatable, the most addicting. Mm-hmm. And again, there's nothing wrong with them. Put your Cheez-Its on your plate, though, and make it one of your square three, and you'll probably be better off. If you just count that in, not as a separate thing, but as as a whole meal that has X number of calories in it. Yeah, yeah I don't know other like big fads or like routines or habits. I I used to be a, um, very early on. I was a um, was a protein shake guy. Yeah, and I occasionally drop back into it when yeah. I just feel like I'm not getting enough protein in the mix. I think a lot of guys are like that. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard to eat enough regular food to and get the kind of protein even if you're only going at like 0.8 per yeah it's a lot yeah i think even the myth is still misunderstood of uh like the window post exercise yeah because there is a window because it because so everyone said you got to drink your shake right away right like you got to work out then you got to chug your shake you got to chug your carbs but then as the stupid internet and human brains work it flipped and said like oh that doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. where the truth lies in the middle it does matter, and it does help to replenish protein and carbs pretty quick after your workout. But the window is probably longer than you think, and then the the effect of that window is probably less than you think. So it's not going to make or break your gains. But if you're if you're locked the fuck in with your diet, with your training, with your sleeping, getting protein and carbs afterwards would be another flip to switch to lock you in even more. Um, but again, if you're eating protein enough protein daily every single day, that window. The emphasis on the window slowly slowly starts to dissipate a little bit, but yeah. replenishing carbs and protein soon after workout is good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the, I don't know, really know others. Yeah, I I never found myself after after the the beginning. I never found myself in love with any like protein powder or whatever yeah. shake that and enough to want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. You get sick of it after a while. A lot of and, it's bad until you get the Ninja Creamy. I don't know about that. That changed your life. It sounds dirty. It is dirty, but it's so good. It's so good. I mine broke, and and I'm normally really kind, but like sometimes I just get so frustrated that I just get short. I'm still not mean. I'm not like you know, but like 
I was on Amazon customer service for fucking three separate times for an, an hour. I was on ninjacreamy.com for fucking chat three different times for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then they always just send you, and it's a human. It's not a bot. It's, I'm talking to humans. And then they just send me the troubleshooting link. I was like, yeah, I thought of that. Like you, you can, the first thing you Google is Ninja Creamy broke and it'll shoot me the troubleshooting. I looked mm-hmm. at all that. I followed all the rules because my ship broke within like three wor- weeks of using it. What? Yeah. And so then they make you call, like you can't even get, and it's a, it's like a two-year warranty or something, one-year warranty. And then they won't let me do it via email. They won't let me do it. So then I got to hop on the call. And then the, all these seven separate interactions, they've asked for the same information, serial number, my number. I'm like, dude, like, and there's a, what whatchamacallit, like a ticket. There's a ticket. So you have my info somewhere because you gave me <laughs> yeah, a ticket. exactly. And then I'm on the phone, and I'm sorry to the lady if she's listening. I was short with you, but you were not helping. And it finally got it fixed. The weirdest thing. So they'll send you a refund after everything. She mm-hmm. Two weird-ass fucking things. One, I'm on the call with customer service. It's obviously outsourced. Uh-huh. Struggling, but I'm dealing with it. She says, uh, we'll text you a link, and then you'll have to show me the machine. I said, what does that mean? So she sends me a one-way FaceTime link, basically. Weird. That is weird. So I have to click on it. Like It's like, first thing, the unit... I'm, I'm not getting a warranty on a Rolls Royce. This thing no. costs 150 fucking bucks. And I know that's a lot of money, kind of, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got to go to my kitchen, one-way FaceTime or the machine, so she sees there's some broken shit. Okay, she asked me to do that twice. First time was to show the broken shit. Then finally they admit, like a 45-minute call into it, and 10 conversations later, Ninja Creamy, dude, you make some good shit, but fuck you, you know? Then... uh. She's like, okay, we'll put that in, but it's backlog, blah, blah, blah. So she puts my order in. I was like, all right, so I ain't got to do shit. She's like, no, we have one more step. I'm going to text you another link. Another FaceTime link. They make me, it's like a fucking, <laughs> too many jokes to go on at a bad time, but it's like a fucking execution from medieval times. She makes me film myself cutting the cord of the machine. I oh said, she said, oh, now you have to cut the cord. And again, it's outsourced, so I didn't understand what the fuck she's saying. I was like, wait, you need me to just knife off my electrical cord? She's like, well, scissors are preferred. I said, what the fuck? And so I grab scissors and have to cut the cord live in front of her, like a horror film for fucking convenience items. Weird shit. But the Ninja Creamy is a great way to get them protein, long story short. So they're trying to make sure that you're not just saying that it's broken to get a f- another free Again, one. it's not a Rolls Royce, though, you Yeah, know? exactly. Well, it- this, Like, holy shit. This is a, an aside, but this is all we've done today, uh, that, uh, you know, there's the whole thing about Target leaving a bunch of, or closing a bunch of stores because of theft or whatever. Yeah. No. Uh, a close look at that proves that it's bullshit. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, those kind of thefts are going on, but the stores that all of the stores that Target is closing. It's just lack of production? Or lack yeah, of it's not because other stores around them have more theft and they didn't close them. Interesting. So, uh, and and one of the best like big box places that uh, in, in terms of how they do for shrink for like theft and whatever is Lowe's. And Lowe's deal is, and this is the oldest thing. I used to work in retail. This is the oldest fucking thing. If you want to prevent loss, it's customer service. Yeah, for sure. You have to do good customer service. Yeah, but that's a lacking skill in today's day and age. Yeah, and like obviously these people, they're more worried about the loss prevention part than they are about yeah. about about the customer service yeah, and just making being a good business. Yeah, 
Yeah, they. I mean, they really made you jump through a lot of hoops for 150 bucks. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, too bad your 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 time isn't worth more money. That's why I was going. <laughs> it literally. Yeah. Yeah, they were like nice, but like holy shit, it was a piece of shit. That's terrible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, join us in Discord. Let us know what diets, fads, in, uh, internet shit has bled into your life and stuck around. GoodCompanyDiscord.com. New episodes Wednesday and Friday. If you want some luxury, high quality training gear, 3sb.co. And I'm Solomon Mike. I'm the Jim McD on all the social media. This show is 50% facts, 4% is a word, and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime co- po- podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And then we'll talk to you.